Welcome to Uniquely Me, Voice of the South Asian Community. I'm your host, Tanzin Twinkle. And I'm your co-host, Tasneem Hassan. This podcast is about South Asian community members who want their unique voice to be heard in the South Asian community and beyond. The podcast is a segue to conduct meaningful conversations about South Asian culture and community. So let's get the conversation rolling. In today's episode, we have Zahra Salahuddin, who's a freelance journalist, part of the editorial team of Unbiased the News, and the community engagement manager of the organization called Postwriter, all the way from Germany. We'll talk about different journalism niches and learn things about her today. Hi, Zahra, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Everything's fine, you know. Regular Sunday. <laughs> yeah, thank enjoying you for the summer, the the small summer that we get in Germany. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's just a small summer. Right yeah, because the winter here lasts forever, <laughs> or at least it feels like it lasts forever. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know yeah, that. <laughs> yesterday we had a storm, so I was just like, "How's the weather in Germany right now? Must be nice." Yeah. Oh my well, god, actually, so the situation here got a little bit intense because there have been like let's talk about journalism. So Zara, what made you study journalism? So I kind of just got into it accidentally. Um when I when I was doing my bachelor's, I was really really into filmmaking and at that point I was convinced that this is what I want to do. So I majored in that during my bachelor's but then after I graduated I kind of just started working for a news organization instead of like approaching you know like media houses or production companies in Karachi because I mean at that point there was some kind of a stigma attached to women working in the industry but I feel like over the years it has gotten better but at that point it was it was just really difficult for me to keep in mind the conservative mentality of the people in my city but also trying to focus on like I wasn't I felt like I didn't have it in me to like carry those things together mm-hmm. but I was always really 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 into music as well like apart from filmmaking music was one thing that i was just always really passionate about like i would try to give it my all um so i got really into the local independent music scene in karachi and um i went to this one show and one of the musicians there used to work for a radio in karachi as well and he asked if i know somebody who can do like a small write up about the about the show and i'm someone who at that point and even now sometimes but at that point like this was when i was in my early 20s um i used to go to a lot of these shows by myself so i told the guy that i could probably do it like i'd be happy to write something about it it was really great show etc so i sent it in and the radio really liked it so that kind of put this thing in my head that okay maybe this is something that I can pursue but you know there was a lot that came with it that I didn't know at the time but um that just made me realize that you know there are other things for me that might work out better than um filmmaking for example 
so then I started interning at this um, organization in Karachi, the News, um, and I was working for their entertainment section. And after interning there, I kind of decided that okay, I kind of really like this. I mean, there is some kind of a routine for me to have a little bit of like, you know, like when you when you're just starting out after school and you're kind of like. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like I would like some kind of normalcy, some kind of routine, some kind of feeling that I'm on a, I'm I'm on some kind of a track. So that kind of made me feel that way. So I just from that point onwards, I just started working in the field of journalism for a couple of years. So that is also what then made me want to study journalism because. Um, I actually am a fan of research and when I saw that there are like master's programs for journalism around the world, I was very interested in, you know, learning more about it from a research point of view. So that's so that's how I decided that, okay, I want to study this further. Well, I have a question. So like, so you basically got into journalism in like, Basically, like in a not an accidental way, but like you figure out what you wanted to do with your career. Um, so, what is like basically Pakistan media like? You know, um, so like what is like how is it different from Western media? I would say. Um, I hate to say this, but compared to Western media, I would say it's very unprofessional. Um, but it's it's like there's so much to be said about it because you know. Um, the world of broadcast journalism in Pakistan is like completely different compared to print journalism or even like digital journalism. And mm-hmm. when I joined, um, so the place where I was interning, I also then got a job there for a couple of months before moving on to another organization. So that was the first one was print. And then I moved on to Dawn. Um, and there I was working specifically for Dawn.com which was a separate department. It wasn't the same department as the newspaper. Um, so it was interesting to see how they're like, how things are done differently in each department. So um, yeah, compared to Western media, I still kind of feel like in Pakistan, um, a lot of organizations need to focus a lot on ethics, which is not really being done. Um, I guess it improved over the years for print, but still in broadcast journalism, there are so many things that people should be mindful. People who are working in the profession should be mindful of that they're not. Um, So yeah, I I think that's like one big difference I can say between the two. Pakistan is really big on talk shows and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, so the morning show stuff for like, a lot of different TV channels are, I mean, it's hard to just generalize, but they are really, really popular. Some of, like, I haven't really been following, like, their ratings or something, but I know that there are things that people are talking about on social media groups, for example. Um, the hosts are being discussed, and, like, even just just mentioning something from, like, personal experience, like, you know, when I'm back home, if if people are talking about something, they're like, oh, so I saw 
this thing on like a specific morning show maybe you should try this oh and that post on that morning show said that this 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 is good for that 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 like you know <laughs> so it's like it's always also part of like general conversation so i feel like it has become a big part of women's lives in pakistan yeah i just want to know like what is that like you know how like cuz it's different from like here where like tattoos are popular but we don't talk about it as much mm-hmm. uh, but i know, also like, like how like um thanks to social media because there some of these morning shows can be very very like toxic and yeah. i like how women in pakistan are aware of that as well so there has been discussions like about you know certain um morning show hosts who are you know doing really crazy things on their shows like right um like a lot of them have segments where they have makeup artists and then they have these things where they're trying to like you know change the skin color of someone right. or you know like focusing on you know um home remedies for how to have a fair skin and how to lose weight like these are the kind of topics that have been for so many years repeatedly shown on these morning shows so mm-hmm. i like how women are becoming aware of how that's not okay and mm-hmm. they are vocal about it at least on like certain facebook groups for women people talk about it. and i think that's really important to discuss because then when people are watching it they also start to realize that okay this is not okay it shouldn't be like this Then God that's happening now cuz I think that I do like I think I did a bit see some episodes like that I was just like whoa like they just changed the color of her skin like what is this <laughs> and yeah and I'm glad that like that's having like that's being discussed now mm-hmm. that is not very problematic why like why did you want to move to germany because i mean when we talk about journalism and germany like it, it kind of like it surprised me that you moved to germany for your masters like tell us about that journey of yours and that decision of yours why it was a journey that you chose um i think that had a lot to do with the specialization that i wanted to select in my master so I did my masters in journalism and globalization through Erasmus Mundus. And the thing about Erasmus Mundus programs is that it's always like a two country thing or for depending on your semester is like some programs are where you move to a different country in Europe for each semester or some programs are you move if it's like a two year program then you do it in two countries. So um for my program the first year was in Denmark. which was like the base year kind of a thing where everyone was together and then for the second year everybody had to choose a specialization so for example the specialization in in Hamburg Germany was called um media across cultures and there was one on finance journalism which was at University of London if i'm not mistaken then there was war and conflict journalism in Swansea mm-hmm. and there was political communication/journalism at the University of Amsterdam. Oh. So out of all of those, I felt like I wanted and each were different because like I don't know, um I was actually really interested in going to Amsterdam, but I also wanted to like think about you know, finances and just generally 
because like you know you're going to spend a whole year doing something i wanted to exactly. be really sure that what i do will be something i'm capable of even carrying out like for example the specialism in amsterdam sounded very very cool but it was very like um quantitative research so it was like a lot of mm-hmm. statistics and stuff like that and i knew that that's a weak point for me mm-hmm. um so then i and i was not interested in going to the uk at all so like okay. um london and also like swansea were it was just not an option for me mm-hmm. um so that's pretty it's basically like i narrowed it down and i was like okay I'm interested in different cultures. I love qualitative research. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stick with um Hamburg and it I also had this thing in my head like because of music I was like okay you know Hamburg is where it started for the Beatles you know they moved to Hamburg and that's where the career to go. <laughs> so I was just like you know Hamburg seems like a really cool city to be in for starting mm-hmm. off like you know following my Beatle mania. I think it might be interesting to just be there in the city and experience yeah. different things there. Um, mm-hmm. But then after being in Hamburg, I remember when my parents came to visit me for the first time. We took a trip to Berlin, mm-hmm. and that was my first trip to Berlin. And it was in the summer of 2017, I think. Um, and I pretty much just I don't know something just completely switched in me. Like I am usually not someone who's that obsessive about cities. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I also lived in New York for five years when I was young. I never really felt like oh my god you know New York is like the best city in the world or something or Karachi for that matter. Like each city gave me something special, but I never felt like oh this is it. This but is home. Yeah, something about Berlin just did that. Like it just feels like this mm-hmm. is like for me it felt like this is the place to be. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't really explain why. Like I'm just it has some I don't know what it is, but it has some energy that makes me feel really drawn to it. And mm-hmm. this is not something I've felt about any other city before. And oh, yeah. I went there, so that's like really great. And so like when you moved to Germany and like you were looking for like media outlets to join, like how did you basically join um the host like host writer and also unbiased news? Um so the thing about moving to Germany that I didn't really reflect on before was the fact that and this is a case for any country um language is such an important aspect of this that I didn't think about because I was just like thinking of it so much like a dreamer like um oh you know hammer's going to be so cool because you know the beatles their career started there i'm going to go i'm going to figure something out like that kind of stuff like before when i applied for the pro- uh, for the program it didn't really occur to me that i really should work on fluency in german because my program was in english so i didn't it just didn't occur to me which was just weird but then when i came to germany i realized that there's no way i can join the media industry here without being fluent in german mm-hmm. so then i just started looking for any kind of at that point i was just like at this point i'll take any job that i can get in english um uh, when i was a student so i was doing some jobs on the side as a student but then when i was done with my thesis i really just wanted to find anything related to journalism that i could or something in the non-profit sector 
um but yeah i guess in this scenario as well the the masters program came to my aid because um we have like in erasmus mundus journalism we actually have a very amazing network like all the graduates from different years we're all connected which i think is really great for networking as well um so somebody that was a part of my program years ago she was working at host writer and i saw that she actually shared a job opportunity for students in one of our erasmus mundus groups so then i applied for that and i guess us both being Erasmus Mundus graduates i guess that kind of helped me in this scenario because before this i was i was applying to so many jobs i was mm-hmm. not hearing back from anything like That's english jobs it was it was i think that was a moment in my life where i was i mean i'm always having an existential crisis but that moment was something that made me very aware of you know my name where i'm from mm-hmm. what are my you know capabilities like my expertise how is that viewed in a foreign country like where do i stand in a foreign country that kind of stuff was hitting me a lot yeah no my friend jana went through the same thing cuz she's also an international student from korea she like literally changed her name from jira to jana just so she can get her resume out there Yeah, I completely get that. Zarki, please explain to our listeners um who are not from Germany, like what is Host Writer and Unbiased News, like the organization? Um so Host Writer basically is a platform. It's an online website. It's a platform for journalists to get in touch with each other and collaborate across mm-hmm. borders. Because um we as an organization really believe that it's important now more than ever actually we think about how the world is currently that journalists from around the world should be collaborating on stories because there are so many topics that are not just in are not only related to one part or even one country there are things that are happening in multiple countries you know bigger issues around the world like you know corruption in the government or mm-hmm. money laundering these are huge topics these are huge issues that we feel should be done across borders so there can mm-hmm. be bigger stories coming out if you do them together with journalists in other countries where you know these things are happening if you as a journalist collaborate with those journalists you can work on a really humongous story that will eventually lead to some kind of change or at least you know you're playing your role in creating change so we really want to encourage and enable journalists from everywhere to do that and right now our platform has more than 5000 journalists signed up on our website mm-hmm. which is really great and i mean it's not only that we also have like a forum where we share global job opportunities like all of us colleagues we're we're a team of um five people so we we're pretty small but we're trying our best to like do as much as we can to create this change in journalism and for example the forum we share not only job opportunities but like if there are any kind of trainings or um well now the journalism festivals 
or conferences are online but before the pandemic there were conferences happening all over the world so we would try to share those but now of course like any any resource that we find online we share it with our members because we want to we want to basically enable not just those collaborative stories but also helping these journalists from different parts of the world you know achieve what they want to achieve in their career because our team most of us have experience in journalism our ceo tabea she has been working for german um, national radio and it's like we all kind of know what it's like being a journalist so mm-hmm. we know what's not okay and what's okay and we want to yeah. basically just help from our experiences also just try to take it take the take the field of journal- journalism in a different direction that we know could be better or useful for journalists. Yeah, no, I really like that as a journalist myself, like that's a great platform and resource to have to teach other like to teach other journalists or even to network with other journalists on better stories and how to improve media but also improve the society along with it. Yeah, exactly. And then when the pandemic happened of course like like everything in germany like all organizations and companies were really affected and for us as well it was really hard because we used to go to a lot of journalism conferences all of which got canceled um mm-hmm. and in um wait sorry you guys can cut this part out i'm trying to remember the year of something can i just quickly check and then sure, continue sure. what i was saying go ahead so before i take your time one second <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing i don't even know the release date of this but it's um okay. no it was a while back listen i don't i don't remember what i ate sometimes like a week ago <laughs> or even yesterday Oh okay so I just checked. Um you guys can still hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I can hear you. Cool. Um so yeah, so because of the pandemic, we as an organization were really thinking about what we can do to go forward and 2019 Hostwriter basically released this book Unbiased News. Um and it it has basically 31 reporters from all over the world. that have written an article it's an anthology book and these 31 journalists are actually also members of hostwriter um so the book is basically like the the entire title of the book is unbiased news why diversity matters for journalism and this also includes journalists from india us brazil like all over the world all of these journalists wrote articles for the book talking about what affects their journalism practices or what is something that they have experienced like basically the point of the book was to provide this completely new perspective on how journalism exists right now in certain countries and what are some of the problems that journalists have gone through um while trying to like you know deal with different like when they're trying to do stories like what are some mm-hmm. different problems that they've been through like The the point of the book was basically so that when people read this like it's important that they recognize their own blind spots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like what stories are like mainstream media, what stories are being neglected, what kind of stories are being emphasized and just a lot of really eye-opening, you know, and and personal takes on how journalism needs to change. 
um, that's what the book was all about. That's a really good then, book for anthropology. Yeah, and I'll, I'll send you guys the link later if you guys want to take a look. You guys can also order. Oh yeah, it. sure. Um, yeah, the book also has like it's not just like like we wanted it to be more interesting than just you know. I mean, of course, the articles themselves are really interesting. Not to say that they're not, they really are. Mm-hmm. But then the book also has really, really cool illustrations to go with each article mm-hmm. um, by this really cool um, illustrator in Germany, Mushtari Hilal. Mm-hmm. And just like the whole feel of the book, like also when you're reading it, when you're going through the illustrations, it's actually really nice. Um, so that, and then now fast forward to the pandemic, um, our boss. Tabea said that you know like we had meetings of course and we were all on the same page but you know she kind of inspired us into this move that we should make our own newsroom and she's you know like we were having discussions with her as a team and she would we were all basically just saying things like you know the book exists and Biasi News exists um Let's take it to the next level then. Like 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 what what comes after this basically? What comes after the book and bias the news? So that's how Unbiased the News, our newsroom, this project of Host Chatter started out. It's still very, very new. Like we've launched. Um but the main inspiration was this book. So what are we doing basically with the newsroom? We want to give a chance, we want to give a platform to journalists from anywhere who are you know trying to report underrepresented stories from different regions of the world like it's open to everyone mm-hmm. and when we did our call for pitches i was pretty nervous because you know like just generally so many organizations kind of were shutting down because of the pandemic mm-hmm. but it was such a like heartfelt moment when we started getting pitches and this is like our initial call for pitches so we don't have anything published yet apart from this book of course and despite that we received around like close to 800 pitches from all over the world that's amazing it was so amazing like it was such a it was a really heartwarming moment and and they weren't like not they, like a lot of them were really interesting topics that it was so hard like I was helping I was basically assisting Tina in um, going through the pitches so we can shortlist them and then the rest of the editorial team can take a look but just going through these stories that people want to tell and the different unique takes <laughs> they have on different topics in the world like anything like even climate we got some really Basically, we were able to see how there were like certain patterns and mm-hmm. a lot of them, if we were to like group the pitches, we could group them in like environmental issues, mental health, sexual abuse, um, just, you know, what it's like in the professional world of journalism. Like it was, oh, it was a lot. Topics. Very diverse topics. And we were very excited to receive those diverse topics because our team also like, so the editorial team, for unbiased news we are an extremely diverse team so mm-hmm. when we decided that um, we want to go ahead with the newsroom our main aim was to make sure that we want to be as diverse as we can be because it's really important for the stories as well so we have we tried to have basically one editor 
from each region that we felt would be a good start when it comes to coverage. So, for example, from India, we have Ankita Anand. She's our regional editor from India, and she has done some amazing cross-border journalistic work, like you know, uh, stories about rural India, but also like in- environmental issues. But she provides like a really interesting like international dimension in all her stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Mercia Bang from Nigeria to kind of cover stories from Africa. Like she's she's a regional mm-hmm. editor so for cute. us from Africa, and she's a star. Like she's she's actually super famous in Nigeria because like she's not she's always put like most of her work has worked so hard to mm-hmm. just you know report stories. She focuses a lot on underreported stories, and you know like. Not just underreported stories, but like mm-hmm. specific stories from vulnerable vulnerable groups in Nigeria, for example. Yeah. So it's really inspiring to also have her on the team, and you know, like she has experience in like all like just experience in social media, like even broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. So it's great. And then we have another person. Um, she's she's um, based in Hong Kong, Purple Romero. So we have mm-hmm. that area covered as well she's a she's a multimedia journalist as well and she writes a lot about like human rights and um politics um she's from the mm-hmm. philippines but she's based in hong kong so she covers like asia and the philippines and then we have another person in our team wafa wafa badri mm-hmm. um she's she's based in germany as well but she's from egypt mm-hmm. so then we have her as the regional editor of egypt and the region so and I mean she's also I mean, like a star. People. Wow. Yeah, like she also she worked she's worked for like she works for Deutsche Welle, but she's also worked for BBC mm-hmm. and a lot of like you know other organizations that one could consider as like mainstream media. So like having this team together, mm-hmm. um, and of course we have Tina Lee. She's the editor in chief. Um, she's uh she used to work for Human Rights Watch and. Um, like she's done a lot of different like she's a really um, cool activist but like her focus has always been on like migration she also has her own podcast about yeah. migration so she has oh, done yeah, a lot of like cool. work about migration and politics and human rights mm-hmm. and you know like she's always raising her voice against the far right so like it's mm-hmm. a really inspiring team to work with and the best part is we're all like an all-female team which is inspiring on its own but then that's great all of these, feminism to the finest yeah like everyone that I describe right now like they're all so inspiring to be around seriously so then mm-hmm. just it just felt so perfect that this is our team for Unbiased News mm-hmm. and it just feels like this is the way to go now and mm-hmm. um so yeah, out of those like 800 pitches, we all as a team narrowed it down to 30. How do you <laughs> figure true. that out? Like, how do you, like how does that thought process work to figure out like 800 pitches, narrow down to 30, and like to figure like which areas is underreported, underreported? Um. So initially we were like, how on earth are we going to do this? But then Tina came up with this like um grading system for each story so mm-hmm. 
well from from those 800 pitches first me and Tina selected those that we felt are because initially it was hard to just get the entire editorial team to go through all 800 of them so we wanted to first remove the ones that were not really you know because we shared like this um inspiration like what we're looking for we shared that on our website we shared our principles like these kind of things on um our website like you know we're looking for upcoming voices you know we want to unbiased in narrative and journalism um you know we have we're we're looking for you know like collaboration and stuff but not all the stories that we selected are collaborations of course but mm-hmm. these were just some of the few things that we wanted to share with people who were um sending in pitches so there were some that basically the criteria that was set when we opened our call for pitches some of the stories were for example some of the applications were not following the criteria or some of them were incomplete or mm-hmm. some of them were copy pasted mm-hmm. like it, it was it, in the sense that it was it was obvious that these were like repeated pitches like they already sent it to someone else and then they sent it to us like they didn't bother changing the name of oh their job no that's like <laughs> you're like that way writing a resume with that previous company's name oh exactly <laughs> so there were there were a few of those um but so like there were like things that weren't done the way we wanted them so it, it wasn't that hard to like clean them up a bit and then focus on the major chunk of stories that were like the the pitches that were sent to us according to our criteria so then um tina came up with this grading system and the rest of us in the team we all graded the stories and then the stories were basically um the grading was counted and then we saw which stories got what grade and then based on the grades from the team we then decided okay these are the ones that have the highest score these are the ones that have the lowest score um because honestly in the start like there were so many that we were just like these were really amazing but unfortunately we also have to think about how we just started like this is right. our first publication or these stories will be our first publication so we wanted to be like it's hard but we also had to keep in mind that we just don't have the resources right now to publish everything so that's why we had to do it with the grading system but of course like in the future our plan is to open another call or mm-hmm. um basically some of the pitches that we already got yeah. if in the future we want to publish more stories and we want to of course publish more stories in the future mm-hmm. we're still deciding you know like it would be nice to also just reach out to maybe some of the pitches that we already got and ask them if they're still available for example mm-hmm. um and the thing is we didn't want to just say no because again yeah, we all yeah. have experience in and of course we had to say no but we didn't just want it to end at that all of us right. coming from journalism and you know knowing how hard it is to get your pitches accepted right we wanted to five times or more than that yeah so we wanted to offer something more like we didn't just want to be like okay thanks but bye like we wanted to be like okay thank you for sending us your pitches but we also want to offer you this training 
Um, so what we're doing now is all the people that apply to our program, um, sorry, apply to our call for pitches, we are offering them trainings with different um, journalism organizations. So we just have oh, seminars yeah. online, um, and we write to all of them that on blah blah day we're having this and this um, training and we would love for you to join and people do like um, the first ever training that we did we had our um, applicants in our in that seminar we actually had um, the program manager from DART Center for Trauma they work for um, they basically help journalists who are struggling with trauma and they do a lot of other work it's not just that and then we also had the director from GIGN, the Global Investigative Network for Journalism. It's a huge, huge organization, like really well-known organization. They do a lot of work as well. So the training session was held by them. And um, we had like breakout sessions where all of the journalists who were present could just have a interactive discussion with them to talk to them about what they offer for journalists. Like the thing is, this is how we want to invest news, right? Like we want to be able to provide new avenues or new learning experiences for journalists so that they know that there is more out there like we don't want to just be a newsroom where we're like yeah okay send us your pitches and then whatever like we want to stay connected like Mm -hmm. we feel as a team that this is our way of like get keeping the conversation going like the conversation is to unbias the news to unbias the current narrative in the media so our way of unbiasing that is also by including everyone that sent in their pitches because they have some sort of similar idea in their head too. That's why they sent us a pitch to unbiased the news, right? So mm-hmm. we just don't want it to just be some kind of a dead end. We want the conversation to keep going. So we want to also keep having these trainings. Like for us, it's not like, oh, their pitches didn't get accepted. For us, it's like, they sent us a pitch and they're journalists and we want to help in whatever way we can. And we feel that these trainings and networking opportunities are also part of unbiasing the narrative a bit. Oh, that's so interesting. That's so cool that you guys do that. And also that's a really great resource to have, even to offer training. Like cause sometimes it doesn't hurt to hone your skills. So that's cool that your organization does that. To like and basically help people develop more, more of their pitches and become better journalists. Yeah, like we want to, like our main idea is like you know, like I said before, cross-border journalism. That's also like a key, um, a key message from Hostwriter. But also like we want to focus on solution-oriented journalism as well. So that's also part, like one of the themes of our training. Um, and we also want to like ask them like sometimes like we have again we have like a group going on with everyone that sent us a pitch so we also want to ask people we want to ask journalists what it is that they need help with or what kind of training they're interested in so like we we are open to like developing programs um, in collaboration with people who want to participate so mm-hmm. we are like we want journalists to tell us what their interests and needs are. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. That's so amazing. Are you? That's amazing work that you're doing and your organization's doing to help journalists mm-hmm. 
and to help our society. Justine,、mm-hmm. do you want to ask Zara the last question? Yeah, sure. So、um, we had one last question for you, and the question is: What kind of change do you actually want to see in the media? Mm, that's actually a really tough question, but it's also a good question. <laughs>、um, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of like okay. I I'm so in tune with you know what we're doing at Unbiased that I feel like what we're doing there is also the change I really do genuinely want to see in the media. Like you know, as a journalist who has you know. Dealt with structural barriers and different reasons. Like I also want to see media where journalists or media professionals who are discriminated against or experiencing structural barriers, you know, based on gender, based on race, based on even religion or caste、mm-hmm. or geography. These are really important things in the media that I wish more people were talking about.、Um, it's it's. There, like, basically, these are barriers that I wish would not exist in the media. Like, that's the change I want to see. I know it's very easy to just say that,、mm-hmm. but also from the bottom of my heart, I wish these barriers didn't exist because we live、yeah. in a world right now where everyone is so connected. It's really not that hard to collaborate, but also it's really not that hard to, you know. Work towards removing these barriers in the field of journalism and media. So that's the change I really want to see. That these、um, different, like, like I said before, discrimination based on gender and race and religion and where you're from. These kind of things have I feel do not really have should not really have room in the media anymore because I feel I like、agree. we all need to. We all need to work together,、mm-hmm. and I want to see a media where people are working together on、exactly. the bigger picture, on the things we need to report on, instead of you know this whole thing that oh you know I'm not gonna I'm a journalist from blah 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 so I have more like you know this whole thing about this clout or this thing like I have more experience or、right. I work for a better organization or like this kind of it's it's not just in media it's everywhere it's in a lot in a lot of like this kind of like these kind of politics or like this kind of mindset that you just have to like one up each other I just feel that now we've all basically the whole world has been、mm-hmm. through this collective trauma. I think at this point this should be a learning experience for all of us that we all can work together. We need to collaborate. We need to tell stories together and just you know make journalism more inclusive and equitable. I definitely agree with that, and I hope、yeah. that change does happen soon. Yeah, I agree to that too. And on that note, Zara, we would like to thank you for your time. And wanting to come on Thank our show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> It was a really interesting discussion. <laughs> Very insightful too. We learned a lot about unbiased news and、uh, about the book. Looking forward to read the book. Yeah, no, great, awesome. awesome. Everything I'll send you guys the link. Listeners, thank you for listening to us talk about today's topic. We want to let you know that we're not experts in these subject matters. This is just a regular conversation from our perspectives and experiences with our guests. 
about issues that matter in the community. If you feel the same way or have an opinion about this topic, please let us know by emailing us at uniquelyneevoice at gmail.com. I hope you all took something from today's episode. And this is us, Tangina Sassine, Uniquely Me, signing off.